Hey, John. Welcome hey. back. Hey, Jim. Good to be back. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, just as a quick reminder, so this is a member-only uh, video, uh, but uh, members are um, encouraged to check out John's cable company, and um, and so um, high-quality cables and, and stuff. So just leave a leave something in the comments down below. Yeah, yeah. Let me Does know. That work, the company's you... called Instrument Audio, mm -hmm. and we're slowly building, but. I think you're mostly wired with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm completely wired from the pickup all the way out. Nice. So, yeah. And you just put together this really cool preamp, too. Yeah. That's I just um, assembled using uh, Knoll and Delano uh -huh. things. To, it, really application-specific for what I needed. Yeah. It says magnetic and piezo ins. But oh. it's really clean. That's awesome. It just sounds great. Awesome. So are you, are you thinking about adding that to the product list or...? Yeah, really? I am. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I like preamps. Some yeah. guys build amps. I like preamps. Uh huh. And nice. I've got a couple of things in mind. Cool. That just uh, for bassists and guitarists. Yeah. Um, just really clean kind of studio level that you can use on stage. Yeah. You know, nice. there's some there's some good options out there. I've got some other ideas. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably talk a little bit more about that in the um, in the uh, other video too. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's talk about um, how insensitive. And so we want to give some playing and practicing kind of tips. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just did a, vi a video yesterday, um, which I'll just summarize, uh, which is basically the idea of uh, practicing and counting subdivisions and mm -hmm. stuff. So, so to count out loud, you know, let's say one, two, one, two, and then they would count like the uh, one and two and one and two and, and then the other, you know, uh, one E and a two E and a one E and a two E and a, and just sort of the importance of counting and verbally doing something out loud. Yeah you know, as you're practicing something. Yeah, that I find that that really speeds up sort of rhythmic comprehension. Yeah, yeah. If you're just trying to do it all in your head, I've been playing my whole life and I still sometimes have to sit and go one E and, uh, you know, what, yeah. are they, what are they writing here? Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, we have Hound Sensitive. Why don't we just play a little basic groove on D minor for, mm -hmm. for a second? Um, just to kind of give an idea of the real basic bossa nova uh, pattern, which I, I find it's it's very basic, uh, mm -hmm. obviously, um, but it's incredibly effective. Yes. You know, and I, I find like if I'm playing um, in a group and there are a lot of instruments, sometimes that's just all you need. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. the basic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the more people you have, the simpler it has to get. Yeah. Or it's just uh, what somebody described as it notes piling up on each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just this big, unpleasant thing. Yep, yep. So yeah, let's just kind of vamp on a super simple D minor. I'm gonna play a D minor nine here, and I'm gonna drop out my bass notes. So normally I would I would play like. I'm just gonna drop that and just play this chord, and then John will take care mm -hmm. of the bass notes. All right, so uh, one, two, one, two. 
That's kind of the idea there. So definitely check out that other video if you haven't already, because we've got a lot of variations on, on that, stuff like that. Um, so now that we've covered that, let's talk a little bit about the chord changes. Yeah. So got a D minor nine to start us out here. Which is just, it's kind of the ultimate Jobim chord, mm -hmm. isn't it? That minor nine chord. Yeah, yep. He, he loved that sound yeah I'm with him that's yeah <laughs> yeah and if if I you know if it all depends on where your level is but if you know F major 7 um, you can play an F major 7 and then when the bassist is playing a D collectively you end up with a, a D minor 9 mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of cool there um, well let's take a look at this next chord so Joe Beam tunes I'll often have that little half step or sometimes right. whole steps, but but the stepwise motion more than the circle of fifths. Yeah, yeah, it's a very linear stepwise thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of yeah, like in this case, very chromatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, let's check out C sharp. Now, a, a very common thing to do on guitar or piano. Uh, or any chordal instrument vibes or whatever, um, is to actually play this this note rather than the flat five. Um, it just adds a little more bite to it. Yeah. So you get this flat thirteen. So this is a very common chord to play. And so if the bass player is playing that, I, I may uh, hold this shape or I may just lose it all together and then then play this kind of shape. So um, we're gonna, when working with a, a bassist, try to stay out of their 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 range a little bit. So the uh, pianist might leave the left hand if, out if they know somewhat. what's good for them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that, that way you're not you're not competing right. or or trying to have to think too much about oh am I am I getting in there. Whatever. Yeah, when any if you're a guitarist or a piano player or anything, and if you start coming down into, you know, you start getting way down into the bass player's range, it goes to mud, mm -hmm. and it really limits the bass player. Yeah, because you know if you're playing a five, you know, of a chord down in the low end, I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. I have to match you. Yeah, I have to play exactly what you're playing, or it just it's awful. Yeah. Yep. Don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> yep. And then it turns into a whole guessing game and a whole... Yeah, it, it's nightmarish and it's frustrating for the bass player. Yeah. And we end up yelling at the piano player or the guitarist. And it never ends well. So right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, so I will say, like, on this on this part, you might be a little bit careful, too, on the, um, on the melody uh, portion um, because you... If you're including some of these notes, you might go over, uh, depending on the range of the singer or or whoever's playing the melody, you might go higher than them as well. So, right. So sometimes you might find yourself as a guitarist just kind of a little sandwiched in um, to mm -hmm. between the bass and the 
the soloist. Yeah, and, and it so depends. If you're working with a soprano, mm -hmm. they're going to sing very high. You, you have no choice but to stay under them. Yeah. If you're working with a male singer or a female singer with a deep voice who might be singing in a tenor yeah. range or even a bass range, you're going to be above them no matter what. Yeah. 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 You know, so. So you just might just play lightly or. Yeah. But just being aware of where that singer's range is. Yeah. And understanding, are you adding the sparkle on top or a yep. sort of chordal push underneath? Yeah. I like that. Awareness. Awareness mm -hmm. of that. All right. Let's look at C. Uh, so, well, I'll talk a little bit about the diminished for, for, for one second. Yeah. Um, so what, what to play maybe as far as, um, uh, soloing oftentimes I'll I'll try to relate diminished back to more major sort of mm -hmm. harmony so I might I might even think of like a7 uh, or maybe even c7 and think of those as like mm -hmm. flat nine kinds of sounds yeah. kind of like the a because it's sort of in the context of D minor it feels like a five it does yeah you know? yeah it's a nice puts nice motion yeah in there yeah. So, um, so C minor six. So minor six is another really uh, cool mm -hmm. chord um, where um, you might think about, although this is in D minor, the minor six strikes me. So we talked about F major seven over D so A half diminished over C, that ends up giving you C minor six collectively. So that's kind of a, a cool little insight there too. Yeah, and there's there's that awareness thing as you're working with a bass player. If he's playing roots, like and if you're playing a Jobim tune first tune first time down, generally the bass player is playing the root, mm -hmm. or root fifth yeah. thing to set it up. If you're aware that the bass player is doing that, then yeah, take advantage of it. Yep. And kind of stack your chord on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then we go to uh, uh, G7 over B. Over B, yeah. So one of the first things you might think about with this is uh, to, to think about a simple inversion. Mm-hmm. Right? B is included in the G7. Right. So you think about a first inversion kind of chord. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I'm using a drop two style, or you could use a drop three uh, style voicing. And if you have any more questions about this, if I'm going too fast, leave a comment and I'll, I'll just get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got that. But if you want to add a little color into it, um, you might add the uh, natural nine. I kind of like the flat nine, but... Um. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the flat nine fits, but the natural nine is a nice little surprise. Yeah. And it's a little brighter sounding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So, and the, the other thing to remember is for guitarists, if you're playing solo, the B is yours to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. If you're working with a bass player, that's ours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless you play maybe up two octaves. Right. So we have. It, so it's not going to get weird yeah. down there because the bass line on this is a nice chromatic descending yep. Yep. on this. We got that. Yep. You know? yeah. <laughs> so any of these, what they call slash chords, that yep. bottom note is usually left to the bass player. Yep. Unless you're a soloist. Right. Or daring. Yeah. So that brings up a good point for us. So 
what John is, is saying for, for us to do is take, let's say, something like uh, the first inversion and just omit the B, right? So we could play just metal three strings and that, that way we're not playing the same note as, as him. And then we could play up here, if I'm gonna keep it real nice and simple, then I'm playing the upper upper part on the first three strings. So I'm still thinking about an inversion of that. And if you're feeling like, well, okay, I'm not on that level just yet, I kind of need this to anchor, mm -hmm. just don't play it. Hold it and don't play it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, treat it treat it as a mute yeah. in position. Yeah. 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 Yep. And and that can help too, because then you can hit all the strings. Right. right. And you're just you're just muting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it does give a nice reference for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these as these chords get progressively more complex, <laughs> some <laughs> of this stuff. Yeah, playing you know first or second inversion stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we get into B flat. Mm -hmm. It's funny the way I look at, at this next eight bars mm -hmm. is as a key change. Okay. Nice. I my brain goes. Because we're in D minor, um, now we're in B flat. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because as soon as you see two major chords that are uh, a fourth apart, right? There's really only one key signature that right. that fits that. Yes. And that would be the key of two flats. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So we're going to that, and right. Mm -hmm. So I could I could play a D minor triad. Mm -hmm. Play a B flat, we're all kind of set. Um, and then the E flat, right? So I could play it for some version G minor, or I could think about like a sort of a major seven, major nine kind of sound on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me go up. One thing that's kind of cool about you'll see this in uh, some Horace Silver tunes and other things too the E flat major. If I play G minor and you're playing E flat major, and then we go to this E half diminished, I just play the same chord. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's only one note moves. Yeah, and it's your note. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of cool. That's yeah, kind of fun. You see thing you see that in uh, Quincy Jones tunes. Okay. He'll just move like the low brass and the bass. Yeah. And it shifts the chord. The other way he'll he'll treat that is have the whole band hit the diminished uh -huh. as a passing chord. Okay. That's that's the that's kind of the magic chord in a in a Quincy Jones arrangement because everything's cruising along and all of a sudden you hear this really cool stab uh -huh. and you're like, what chord was that? Uh -huh. um, that's what he does. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So then we get into um, speaking of diminished chords. If I'm if I'm hanging out here on this E minor seven, and then and then we go over to this A seven, I can drop this middle note just one note, and you're there, and then there, which is 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 kind of a diminished, like a first inversion G minor diminished. Um, and if you don't know the specifics of all that, don't worry about it. Just tech, just leave a comment. I'll I'll explain it. So. Um, so we get that, and um, and so stacking. If if I play any diminished seventh mm -hmm. chord, well, I won't say any, 
104, all the inversions of diminished are the, are, are the same, diminished seven, um, over your A, mm -hmm. then, uh, then we get the flat nine. Right. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. It is. And it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, tunes, Jobim tunes are really guitar tunes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Because he played guitar. Yeah. Very, very well. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of movement makes sense. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, I mean, you see pictures of him with a guitar, and and he's really an impressive guitarist. So I, I think, I, of course, I, I knew him mostly as a um, composer originally. Mm -hmm. I think that's all how we all kind of sure yeah. get hip to him um, through some of the famous tunes like um, um, "Girl from Ipanema," right? And, you know, with the Stan Getz and mm -hmm. then the. Um, uh, vocalist, what's what's uh, Astrid Gilberto. Gilberto, which was kind of an accidental sort of yeah sort of thing where she was, I believe, the the best at English, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and could kind of sing, yeah, you know, and had this really kind of charm to to her voice, yeah, very pure, yeah, um, maybe not a virtuosic opera singer, no, but. But just right. Just, yeah, it just worked. Yeah, I have this rule about impanimans. It The only version that should ever be played, including by musicians, is that version. Put mm. on the record, walk away. Because uh -huh. it's so gorgeous. Yeah. And everything else sounds like the elevator scene in Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't know that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so where are what do so we? So we're at we're at the very end of the first half. Yeah. Uh, so we we just played the A seven. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting back to the D minor. And now we have a half step lower. In this case, it's a dominant. So it's a different it's different, a different sort of thing. thing. Yes, yeah, so it's more like a like a five of the the um, or a flat two, I should say, mm -hmm. of the um, C minor. Right. Rather than the diminished, it's got a different different vibe to it. Um, whereas the dominant is kind of kind of feels like that G seven flat uh, thirteen to C minor. It's a very similar kind of feel. D. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how that going from that D mm -hmm. to that D flat thirteen, it's such an anticipatory sound. Yeah. Something has to follow that. Yeah, it sets something up, and something must follow. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's like getting to the four chord at the end of the tune. Mm -hmm. Got to go somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the second half is interesting. So if we if we take a look, and this is one thing I do a little bit on our analysis videos and stuff, uh, let's just take take a look at the first chord of every eight eight bars, mm -hmm. and just look at that as like a little mile marker, um, sure. or just a little thing. So, um, so like you pointed out. Well, we had D minor, of course, from the beginning. As right. you pointed out, B flat, that's our our second kind of mile marker mm -hmm. there on the form. Um, and then we get C minor hits two times right. on the second half, every every eight bars. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of an interesting little thing. The, the, the tune is, to my ear, mm -hmm. and the way I think about it when I'm playing it, an A, B, C kind of form. Okay. Because you got that first eight bars in D minor, second eight bars in B flat. Yep. 
than another, to me, a key change. Yeah. For the last 16. Yeah. So a longer it's section. A, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I so see it, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's sort of like, you know, verse, verse, big verse. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 Nice. All right. So C minor, B diminished, to B flat. Now here's a voicing that's kind of kind of cool for us guitarists is it's rather than you know let's say you're playing B flat and rather than maybe going up here to the to the E diminished with this voicing you can take um, take your lower two voicings and move them down a half step a whole step and a half step and then you get this nice voice leading seven and into the D minor and that's the one thing I really try to encourage everybody to uh, think about is individual voices mm -hmm. right so so if you if you want and you're aware and you like the sound of this going to this you know and then going to this you know that's all fine you know yeah um, but if you I would say it's it's necessary to at a fundamental level be able to move your voices stepwise. Yeah. Downward. Yeah. So, so B flat and then you do like this into this into this. Right. Yeah. I think that's entirely necessary for I I think so because yeah. especially on a tune like this where you you're going to be repeating the form. Yeah. A lot on a gig. Yeah. You know, you might go down this 12 times, mm -hmm. depending on 15 times, depending on who's on the stand with you. Yeah. So, yeah, being able to add that kind of diversity. Yeah. And if you're comping behind the soloist, you know, give some color behind the soloist. Yeah. That's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have, kind of, it's kind of like it goes back yeah. to where it started. Um, sometimes you'll hear this D flat on, on the one sometimes it's on B three. It depends on the recording or you're playing with the time that you're going through. It could always just be different. Mm -hmm. um, but we're gonna move back to the C minor, and this time we go at F seven to the B minor. Now there's another spot where you want to have some awareness. We we could have an F sharp on there on that B minor when it goes to the E flat, make it an F natural. So have that kind of follow through. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the B flat major seven and to the A seven and into the D minor. Yeah. yeah and this, this is another example of if you've watched me with Jim, people know I love internal voice movement. Mm -hmm. That fascinates me. Yeah, yeah. It, that shows me that there's a really brilliant writer going on here. Mm -hmm. Now those last eight bars, if you look at it, inside those notes, um, you know, we have G in the C minor, mm -hmm. then we have F, <coughs> uh, excuse me, um, you know, you've got, and then in that B minor, you've got D, oh, I'm losing my voice here. You've got F sharp. There's so many different ways you can take a bass part mm -hmm. on this, but yeah, you can know you can do. You know, 
there's all sorts of different ways to kind of circle yeah. through it. And yeah. If you get tired of playing one five, right, on every chord. Yeah, I mean that that you know, like you were saying earlier, playing the head, maybe focused on the roots, and then and then from there on, just you know, kind of explore the yeah, kind inner of workings. spread out a little bit and yeah, yeah, find the cool voicings and things that move the song along. Yeah. And so when you're playing, um, let's say during the head, you, you might choose a lot of um, like first inversions. Let's say we're, let's say we're talking about um, D minor. So if, I, if you're playing a root note, you know, I might do the, the first inversion or, or the third inversion. We're going into you know exploring this the um, solos and stuff like mm -hmm. that and if you let's say you play the third of D minor then maybe I'll go to second inversion yeah you know um, or if you go over to or, or whatever you know let's say we go to you know any you know anything else maybe I'll, maybe I'll do more of a root you know thing kind of thing so, yeah, because I can drop to the five there, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you can explore those other other inversions and, mm -hmm. and options. So, all right, cool. Yeah. So how are we doing on time? Oh, that went pretty long. Okay, hey. so cool. That's good value for um, our <laughs> members. <laughs> yeah. So thanks so much for supporting the um, the channel through your uh, membership. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, please spread the word and everything. Um, and highly recommend John's cable. So uh, definitely drop a line and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll see you all in the next one. See you next time.